0: Hey everybody, week three of the anointing, we're going to be talking about the corporate anointing. Get your pen, get your notebook ready. Let's jump right in. We talked a lot about the anointing that we carry as individuals, but today I want to talk about the anointing that we carry as the body. So today, week three, we're going to be talking, the title is the corporate anointing. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write down the corporate anointing. Can somebody tell me what the word cor- "corporate" means? Together. Together. Somebody else say something.
1: Form gathering. Formal. For-
0: form of gathering. Unity. Unity. That's the word I was looking for. Anybody else? The corporate anointing. Does everybody have that written down? I believe um, we're going to be obviously talking all about the corporate anointing today. Um, and I'm not slandering the uh, individual anointing, because obviously that is very vital and very important. It's the individual anointings that make up the corporate anointing. You hear me? So I'm not saying anything against the individual anointing. How I, what I am saying is the individual anointing is powerful, but I believe that there is no anointing like the corporate anointing. Individual anointing is great, but there's no anointing like the corporate anointing when you compare them. Mm. Have you ever been in a room where, the, where an, a, cor, a corporate anointing was thick? If you have, raise your hand. Where you know that, listen, there's just not one person's oil in here, but everybody in this room has got their own oil. In. Have you been in a room like that? Um, maybe you're saying, I'm not sure. Well, one of those rooms that it felt like the presence of God was so heavy that you could just reach out and grab, and if you grabbed too far, you probably would have touched Jesus. One of those services. Are you following me? Yeah. So, this is what oh, we're talking about the corporate anointing. So, I'm going to take you right to it. Checking the time.
1: You can
0: take that off this <laughs> week. Well, last week I kind of got in some trouble. Psalms 133, and we're going to be reading verses 1 through 3. Psalms 133, verses 1 through 3.
2: <clears throat> One
0: through three, Psalms, uh, one through three. Psalms one thirty-three, verses one through three. three. Tongue
1: twister. It is. I got, the, I got the New King James. All right, Steve's already over. It's Three people. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down the beard. The beard of Aaron running down the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon. Descending upon the mountains of Zion For there the Lord commanded the blessing
0: Life forevermore Awesome, two more people Amen. You all know this by now <laughs>
2: Three people, scripture I got the you know, uh, King James Version yeah. Behold how good and how pleasant it is For the brethren to dwell together in unity It is like the precious ointment Upon the head That ran down upon the beard Even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments, as the dew of Her- Hermon and, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, of even life for everymore.
0: Jesus one more. How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony, for harmony is as precious as anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head, that ran down his beard, and into the border of his robe. Harmony is as refreshing as dew from Mount So let's dissect this for a little bit, all right? Let's go to verse number one. Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in. What's that word? Dwell, dwell in unity. what? Somebody shout it. Unity. 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 It doesn't say how blessed it is when uh, brothers and sisters dwell in their own agenda. Mm-hmm. It says dwell in unity. All right, so let's write down this word unity. Unity. And then we go down to verse 3, and it says, It is like the dew of Hermon which falls off the mountains of Zion. For there, so when he says for there, he's speaking to this. For there, where this is, the Lord has commanded the blessing. Mm -hmm. So this scripture is saying where this is, this will be. You got it? Yep. Mm -hmm. So where this is. This will be all right. So you must first understand that there is no corporate anointing. What we're talking about, there's no corporate anointing until there's this unity. We got it. There's no corporate anointing until there is unity. Yes. Unity has to be present. Unity attracts. Someone say, unity attracts. <laughs> unity. Right. unity attracts what? Unity attracts the oil. So if you're taking notes, I want to write that down. Unity attracts the oil. Oh Jesus. Second Chronicles five verses eleven through
1: fourteen.
0: We're read a lot of scripture tonight, but I'm not apologizing. You King James.
1: <laughs> and It came to pass when the priests came out of the holy, of the most holy place. For all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves without keeping to their divisions. And the Levites, who were the singers, all those of Asaph and Humon and that other guy, (laughs) with their sons and their brethren stood at the east of the altar, clothed in white linen, having cymbals, stringed instruments, and harps, and with them 120 priests sounding the trumpets. You said through 14? Yes. Okay. Sorry, it's a lot. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeteers and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thank, thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever, that the, that the house, the house of the Lord, was filled with a cloud, so that the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. More. A lot, sorry.
0: <clears throat> All right. So I want to I want to point something out here. Is everybody there? <laughs> We're going to spend a lot of time here. Not just right now, but we're going to go back and forth to this passage of Scripture. And I want you to understand something. There's a, there's a lot in this passage, and we could spend a lot of time here, but I want to kind of hit the, uh, the main points. So in verse 12, it says uh, uh, Singers, we find singers. Mm-hmm. Keep going, we find cymbals. String instruments, and we find the trumpets. Mm -hmm. And all of these were in one accord. Prove it to you. And it came to pass when the trumpeteers and singers were as what? One. To make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. Not praising and thanking their own self. Mm -hmm. Help me preach. And then they. shall They. They They. They is what? More than one. Mm -hmm. So we've got all of these things. We've got the singers, string instruments, cymbals. And trumpets—you've got all of these things that are able to do what? Be in one accord. So don't tell me it ain't possible. Now we could take a lot of time in uh, this—these words, one accord—but to make it plain, uh, plain, Jane, one accord is more than a physical location. Help me preach. When we think one accord, we think we're all in one accord right now because we're all in one room. That is true. But one accord is way beyond that. One accord in spirit. Alright? So if I've got the cymbals, the singers, and the string instruments all living holy and living righteousness, but my trumpet player is out on the streets and the bar and doing this and doing that, I'm not in one accord.
1: Are
0: you following? Let's go the other way. Let's say all of the instruments are living holy, but the singers are living unrighteous. I cannot be in one accord.
2: On. Cannot do that. That's good.
0: So in order for them to lift up one sound and to be in one accord, holiness had to be present.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, so I'm gonna go off my notes <laughs> for a moment. <laughs> holiness had to be present. Yes. I gotta be careful because I'll take thirty minutes just on holiness. Maybe that'll be the next class. Um, <laughs> So, indeed it came to pass when the trumpets and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they, more than one, lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music, praising the Lord, saying, For he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Yes, sir. I said, For he is good, and his mercy endures forever. That would have been a great place to shout. Yes. The house of the Lord was filled with a what? Cloud. Now, this wasn't no cloud that you could just go outside and see a cloud in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you that are thinking that, be like, "How in the world was there a cloud inside?" No, this this wasn't that kind of cloud. This was what we call a glory cloud.
2: Yes.
0: And so, this tells me that in order for the glory of the Lord and in order for the anointing to be present, this must be there. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they were all in one accord. They were all in unity, and the byproduct of that was what? A cloud. Oh, help me, church. So if you want the cloud, find this.
2: And in order for unity to be
0: present, righteousness has to be present. Holiness has got to be present. So if I can break it down a little farther, if you want the cloud, live holy. If you want the cloud, live righteously. If you want the cloud, be a holy people. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. So, because of the corporate anointing, a cloud, the glory of God came into the house of God so heavy to the point. I want you to hear this. Verse 14. So that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud. Now, we hear about things all the time when we're praying, we're like, you know, we'll be praying before service. And I've heard it be like, God, we want the glory of God to fall so hard that the uh, musicians can't even play. And sometimes we just think that that's not even possible. But sometimes we think that it's this cute thing that would be like to be seen. But we're we're going to read it. So the priests could not continue ministering because of what? Because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. So they couldn't even play their instruments because the glory of the Lord was so heavy in the room. Think about that. Could you imagine being in here on a Sunday morning, Wednesday night, Sunday night. And you're in the middle of worship and all of a sudden... You look up, and all of the all of the singers, all of the band members, everybody's on their face because the glory of God's so heavy. Mm-hmm. You probably actually wouldn't be able to see that because you'd probably be on your face as well, wow. or at least I hope you would be. If not, we've got to. Your wood's probably really wet. Well. There you go. But uh, so, can you just imagine that? I, I want you to take your mind there. I want you to really think about that. Hallelujah. And see, we think that this is not possible. We think that there's no way that this can happen. You know, that this is a story we read in the Bible and, you know, it's supposed to stay there and, and never become alive. But my Bible says that his word is what? Sharper than any two-edged sword. And it's what? It's alive. alive. So if that book's alive, then that tells me that this is possible. Yes, sir. It doesn't say that, you know, there's parts of my book that's alive. Mm. You pick and choose. No, no, no. It's alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. So this tells me that this right here is more than possible. Could you just imagine? When I was reading this today in my office, I just—I I, I pondered for about five minutes, and I thought, how? I don't I, I tried to put myself in my mind and wrap myself around this, and I couldn't. Reason because because this is more than natural. For the glory of God to fall into a room, you can't comprehend it in your own mind because wow. your 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 nature, your your mind is nature. It's not—it's not supernatural. You follow me? So, here, here's what I want to say. I want to get this in our spirit. Where there's unity, blessing will follow. Where there is unity, a cloud will be right there. Okay. So, if we could break this down. The corporate anointing, is this word corporate? You said unity, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, a unified anointing will attract a cloud. Mm-hmm. I want you to write that down. A unified anointing will attract a cloud. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Verse 14. So the priest could not continue and minister because (coughs) of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house. Somebody shout, filled. Filled. It didn't just sweep in. Oh, Jesus. It didn't just go in one door and come out the other. Mm -hmm. It didn't just go in and touch Ansel, but it didn't touch David. It filled the house. Mm -hmm. Which means in order for something to be filled, it has to stay there. Yes. Hear me, church. If we were to bring a fog machine in this room right now and turn it on, in order for this whole room to be filled, the fog machine still has to be in here. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Oh, i got to be careful, y'all. I've got to be careful. 1 Corinthians 3.16. This is short and sweet, so we'll probably have more people read this. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 3.16. For those of you all that are seeing my face right now and my cheeks are really puffy, I'm not about to pass out. My blood pressure is not high. When I get into the anointing, my face turns red. If you look at every single picture of me preaching, it looks like my blood pressure is to the roof. So if my cheeks look red, I'm perfectly fine. I'm just under the anointing. Right? <laughs> First Corinthians 3.16. King James, know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and
1: that the Spirit of God, you all in you. NIV, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in your midst? Hmm. The message version. Hmm. You realize, don't you, that you are the temple of God and God Himself is present in you?
0: Hmm. Oh Jesus. I'm gonna read the amplified. Hmm. And this gets this will get some of y'all may get on top of the desk. First Corinthians three sixteen. Do you not know and understand that you, the church, are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells permanently in you, collectively and individually? Yes, sir. Wow. I'm going to read that again just because I want to. <laughs> Do you not know and understand that you, the church, this is what it says, I'm not adding this, are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells permanently in you, both collectively and individually? So for those that you all came and I started, I said the corporate anointing, for those of you all that were like, listen, there's only one and it's the individual anointing or it's just a corporate, I'm sorry, you are incorrect. Mm-hmm. There's an individual anointing and a corporate anointing. Uh, I just wanted to point that out. So if we know, as we just read in 2 Chronicles, you don't have to go back there, but everybody I'm sure you remember the story. So if we know that God is capable of moving like he did here in 2 Chronicles, then why does it not happen? Somebody answer that. Mm-hmm. So if we know that God is unity. capable of moving in this nature, why doesn't it happen? Unity. Unity. no unity. unity. No unity. unity. No
1: unity. Or holiness.
0: Or holiness. Mm-hmm.
1: Disobedience. Disobedience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Division. Division.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, Lack yeah. of individual oil. Lack of individual oil. Oh, oh wow. Jesus. Oh, I like <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why don't it happen? I want you really to think about it. Because this, the reason this doesn't happen, I can promise you it's not on God's end. Exactly. Wow. It's not a matter of God, if you want to do this, mm. let it happen. Yes, now he's from heaven saying, I got this glory cloud and I'm ready to send it on 2400 Johnstown Road. I just need a people to get in unity. Wow. He's got this thing in his hand. So it's not, it's not a question of God, are you willing to do this? No, he's saying, I've been willing to do this. For thousands of years but I'm waiting on a people to understand this is what it gets this and then when we think of this word we think of uh, I'm going to go off my notes but when we think of this word a lot of us uh, think um, that uh, I have to be in a sense because you know we've got people that careful what I'm saying we've got uh, come on a lot of people have their own personal agendas. And um God will not honor God will not honor um, individuals that have their own unity. That's good. Come on. You hear that's me for the spirit? That's good. God will not honor that. God's looking for a people that will be unified in him. Yes. Yes. Alright? Yes. And so that's what's gonna attract a cloud. Not um, a bunch of people in a room being unified in their own agenda. Mm-hmm. Nope. God's saying, I need a people that are unified in my agenda. No matter if there's three songs or 33 songs. No matter if there's an hour and a half service or no matter if there's a five hour service. Amen. What God's saying, I want my unity to be present. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just going to parenthetically insert this. This doesn't really go on with my notes. But the Lord the Lord quickened me the other day. And, um, and He said, the reason my people don't have oil is because we' we've, we've become more attracted to worship than his word and I'm not against worship but we'll we'll be okay with sitting through two hours of worship and the preacher gets up there in by 30 minutes worth. yeah come on come on I, I got places to be I got places to be come on man. Like I, I can't sit through 30 more minutes of the word you just sit through two and a half hours of worship. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I know I'm being truthful cuz I yeah, see it all the time. And this is why we've got Oh, help me, church. Preach. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we've got people and I don't know if you saw but I'm not going to refer their name, but this is why we have we have people that uh, are leading worship teams across the country that were just on national television saying that they want to sing with these uh secular singers. And yeah. when I'm saying secular singers, I mean this isn't like you're just normal country singer. This is some deep, dark stuff. Yes. Why? Because somebody taught them that worship was more important than the word. Jesus. And how no, how you know that's word. true is because the word produces oh, righteousness, yes, not his worship. Does. Yes, it does. Oh, wow. The worship won't produce righteousness, but by God, His word will. Yes. Yes. Are you following me? Yes. And so this is why we have we have a, a lot of people are in my generation like that, and we'll we'll want to go to worship night, and you'll have a worship night. Here's, I promise you how you can tell, is if you had a worship night here, you'd have hundreds of people show up, but on Monday night prayer, there's ten
1: people
0: here. That's why, because we've got a house, we've got people that want to be in the worship but don't want to be in the Word. Are you following me? And that is a very dangerous place to be in. And this is why I don't like when there's churches that, that say, I'm a house of worship. Well, you don't understand what you just did. I understand that you're a house of worship, meaning what I understand you're trying to say. You're a house that worships, but that you're not limited to just that. That's mm-hmm. right. And so, you know, you've got three hours of worship, and a guest minister will come in, and the, the, the pastor will tell him you got 25 minutes. Wow! You just you just had three hours of worship, and now you're telling me when I go to deliver the word of God, I got 20 minutes. What's wrong in the church? Mm-hmm. And so this is what we got to get back to. This was all my this was all my notes, but that's
2: the Lord was quickening me. Yeah,
0: Mm-hmm. So back back to my notes. We know that God is capable of moving like this. So why doesn't it happen? We answered that. Second Chronicles five thirteen. We read it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna point something out. Second Chronicles five thirteen tells us that the singers and those playing instruments became one. Somebody shout one. one. Singing praises to God. Help me, church. For he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Ever. Then the cloud came. Yeah. Notice the cloud didn't come before this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cloud did not produce unity.
1: Oh, what's yeah, unit? that?
0: good. That's good. Yeah. It's not that the cloud showed up and then everybody started singing. That's good. This is where we have it twisted. We'll be in. We'll be in service. God, I just. I'm going to wait on for you to show up and when you show up I'm going to go crazy for you. <clears throat> when your presence comes in this room I'm going to go <clears> on <throat> And in this story which is the, which I believe is how the Lord works, is he does it, is this has to come before the cloud. Yes. I'm going to say that over and over again, but we've got to yes. beat this into our minds. So the cloud came and filled the building after there was unity. Yes. Notice the order here. Order is extremely important. Yes. I want you to write this down, Lance. You, I know you'll 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 get this. Uh, for those of you that have ever listened to Pastor Parsley, he'll say, "There has to be glory, but there has to be government." Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. If there's all government and no glory, then there's a bunch of structure and no glory. But if <laughs> There's all glory and no government. Everybody's going to get prophetic words. And Lord God in heaven, don't need that. And so this is why there's got to be order. And if you've ever been in a service where there's all glory and no government, who help me Jesus. But it's just as bad if you've been in a service and the glory of God's in a room and there's so much order that he can't do what he wants to do. And so this is extremely important. This is why you have to understand order. Order, 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 order. This comes before that every single time. Mm. Don't be asking God for the cloud. Ask Him for unity. Hallelujah. We pray and we spend hours asking for the cloud. And He's saying, I've been ready to do this. I've been waiting to do this. Don't ask me something that I've been willing to do. We're missing a step here. Get unified. Get unified. Get unified. Notice the order. The singing and the praising and unity came before the cloud. There's something about the corporate body praising God that brings forth the manifestation of His glory. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. I wish I had a hymn of me three, I think. (laughs) Acts 2, 46 and 47. Are you having fun tonight? Yes,
2: King James, and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved.
0: Two more. Two more, come on, y'all. What is it?
1: King James? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, no, it's too late. And I they communed daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved.
0: One more person. Let's get you.
2: Perfect. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, and continually daily with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house they ate their food
0: with gladness and simplicity of heart praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved uh, let's read it and they you've got your Bible I want you to look down I want you to read with me and they Amen. continuing daily somebody shop daily Amen. with what One one, one accord. There we go. So, three things that I want to make note of in this passage of Scripture, in these two Scriptures. One, one accord. They were with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness. Number two, gladness. I can promise you that if you're one in cool if you're in one accord, gladness will be right there. Yes. Yes. So, so don't tell me you're in one accord when everybody looks like they just sucked the limit. <laughs> Forty seven. <coughs> praising God and having favor with all the people. Number three, praising God. Mm-hmm. Notice the order in this passage of the scripture.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'll talk a lot about order, that's because uh, who who in here uh, did the fivefold ministry gifts and your number one was apostolic. I, I think you're all about myself. I think that's There's was too so this is a uh, this is the number one thing that the, the uh, well, I won't say number one thing, but this is definitely something that's in the apostolic call is order, and uh, so I'm, I'm all about order, all about order. But I'm also I have a understand that order has to be present for the glory of God to really fall into a room. God honors glory or government. So these three things I want you to write these things down: one accord, gladness, and praising God. Randall, did you take that test? If not, I'll get you one. Cause I guarantee you, yours is a apostolic or prophetic one too.
1: Mine was wrong.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> was mine too. It was, mine was pastor. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Maybe the Lord's dealing with <laughs> you. Okay. Hey.
0: I don't know. You're going to have to get wow. unified with the Lord and seek get the clout. Get back class. to your notes. <laughs> 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 is you uh, So does
2: everybody have all three
0: of these? <laughs> does everybody have what's written on the board? I'm going yeah. to raise every single bit. I'll give you all a couple seconds. If you don't have it, take a picture of it. Do whatever you got to do because it'll be going in about ten seconds. Are we good? good. We're good. All right. I'll oh, wait. wait,
2: wait. <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I knew it was
0: going to happen from somebody. Hey, come,
2: you see <laughs> <laughs> come see you me afterwards. Come see me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, afterwards. <had> <laughs> I was
0: just trying to help you. All right. <laughs> 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 Acts 4. Oh, Acts <laughs> 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 4.
1: Acts 4. Twenty-three through twenty-four. Three different people. King James, Mm -hmm. and being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord, and said, Lord, thou art God, which hast made heaven and earth, and the sea, and all that is in them is. Two more. Amplified. After Peter and John were released, they returned to their own people and reported everything that the <coughs> two priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they raised their voices together to God and said, "O Sovereign Lord, having complete power and authority, it is you who made the."
0: Uh, and you uh, have been in any of our services, and you've heard a bunch of turkeys talking, as Nick would say. I'd suggest you start reading in Acts. Mm-hmm. All you'll, uh, you'll understand that them turkeys are, are of the Lord. <laughs> them, them turkeys are saved. Are we there? I'm not going to ask anybody to read it because this not is yet. a lot. If you're not there, shout at me. Hey. All right. Oh, I'm there now. We're good. Anybody not there? All right. <clears throat> we could tear this one up, y'all. Acts 16. After I read this, I want you all to really be honing in. I want to ask you some more what are some words that popped out to you in this passage. But if you haven't answered during these first three classes, you may just get called on. Acts 16, 21 through 26, and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. 22. And the multitudes rose up together against them and took off their clothes and commanded them to beat them. 23. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Oh, Jesus. Verse 24. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fastened with stocks or bonds or shackles. Verse 25. And at midnight, somebody shout midnight, Midnight. Midnight. Paul and Silas prayed. Man, i just about jerked. Paul and Silas (laughs) prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. I said, the prisoners heard them. Yes, yes. Yes. And this is why I have a hard time when people are saying that they're worshiping the Lord, and it's Mm -hmm. the prisoners heard them. Those that were
2: bound heard them. Mm -hmm. Twenty-six,
1: and suddenly somebody shouts suddenly. There was a great earthquake, so that the
0: foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, in a moment, immediately, blinking of an eye, taking of a deep of a breath, immediately, all of the doors were opened, and everyone's bands or shackles were loose. So, yell at me some uh, words that in there that stood out to you. Suddenly, immediately.
2: <laughs>
0: Not twenty-five words at once. One at a time. I'm going to have to start uh, doing a raise your hand. (laughs) Do we have a timeout in this room? What else do you have? Rose up together. Rose up together. Changed. Changed. She said rose up together. Mm. Unity. What else? Joined. Joined. Foundations. Foundations. My good God.
1: Singing
0: praises, singing praises, pray. praying, praying. Yeah. Notice they didn't just pray; and they didn't just worship. Yeah, yeah it's a combination of both yeah. customs that are not lawful. Yeah. Customs that are not lawful. Uh, suddenly, suddenly, uh, immediately, immediately. You have to understand this word immediately, like. This word immediately means that the same time the shaking happened, freedom happened. Oh, yeah. hear me, church. Yeah. So, the same time the earthquake came, it was like they felt the earthquake and looked down, they were already free. Right. Yeah. Immediately, at the same time. Anybody else? Open. Open. <coughs> loosed. Loosed. Ooh, loosed. Yeah. Notice that they just didn't pray, but they same. prayed and worshiped.
1: Yes. So,
0: this is why this scripture should be the foundation of word and worship. Mm. What freed Paul and Silas was not just the word and it wasn't just worship. Okay. It was worship and the word. And I'm not saying that there can't be moments that you can't be freed in a worship setting or you can't be freed in just the preaching. But I guarantee you that there are, there's a very, a lot more high percentage that you're going to find freedom where there's authentic worship and authentic word being preached. Mm. That's good. They prayed and worshipped. They weren't doing it under their breath. Help me, church. Weren't
1: praising like this.
0: They weren't praying like this. It says they did it and everybody in the prison heard them. This is why I have a hard time when I'll be exhorting or preaching and the Holy Ghost is in the room and you know, worship is happening and I'm up there and and there's people with their hands in their pockets,
2: on, and then you're wondering
0: why you haven't got breakthrough yet. Come on, man! You're bitter at God because you haven't seen your miracle, yeah. and now you're worship and you're like this. Oh. You react more during a movie than you do in the presence yes. of God. Come, Come on. on, prayer and worship. Yes. And it wasn't under their breath. Everybody in the prison heard them. What yes. about when your your uh,
2: your prayer becomes your worship?
0: Well, that's possible. Right. I mean, I've definitely definitely yeah. seen that, but I still think that there has to be both. But in that, in that term, if your prayer can, become your worship. Like I mean,
2: I've
0: seen that definitely in settings. Jo- Joey Bear does it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Sing, yeah. Singing in tongues. Yeah. Agreement and unity
1: is there too. Agreement and unity, yeah.
0: So let's go to... So they weren't just doing it under the breath. They were singing and praying out loud. Psalms 22, verse 3. Psalms 22, verse 3, every single one
1: of y'all probably know this. Group. This is so unfair. I got to go back to work. You're fine, man. Aww. You can catch us online. Thanks for
0: being here. Everybody, you. stretch your hands that way. Yes. You yes. 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 hallelujah. Father, I ask that you would send your yes. ministering guardian angels around yes. this man yes. of God. Yes. yes. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over his, his traveling, you. over his coming, yes. over his going. And, Father, I ask that you would unlock doors that only heaven can unlock. Yes. And I ask that you would shut every door that is a trap sent from the pits of hell. And, Father, I ask that you would unlock greater discernment in his spirit. Father, I ask that you would, he would have such discernment, God, that he would know discussions before they're even discussed. Father, I ask that you would sharpen his spiritual discernment. I hear the Lord saying that. Sharpen his spiritual discernment. In Jesus' name. Love you, man. You say safe. Hallelujah. Make sure I get that. Yes, sir. I got you. <laughs> Psalms 22, verse 3. Are we there? I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Every one of y'all can finish. He inhabits
1: praises. the praises of his people.
0: He inhabits. Who's he? Is it Lance? No. Is it me? Thank God it ain't even one of them. Yeah, right. he, amen. he inhabits. Who is he? Come on. He inhabits the praises of his people. Who is he? God. So he inhabits the praises of his people. Once again, thank God it's nobody else. Because yes. I hate to be giving praises unto Him and then I will wow. the in <laughs> or, or, or you see what I'm saying. He inhabits the praises of His people. What's yeah. this word inhabits mean?
1: Consumes.
0: Consumes. Inhabits. What's it mean? We're digging into Scripture. This is how you read it.
1: Dwells in. in. Mm-hmm.
0: Enthroned on. He inhabits. What's it mean? Someone will walk up to you and say, what does inhabit mean? What are you going to say? Take over. Take over? How about take up Mm residency? He inhabits. He takes up residency there. He takes up residency there. Where there is praise, he says, I'm going to choose to take up residency right there. And because your praise has created a throne for me to sit on, now I can be welcomed here. And so this is why we can spend hours in worship and he doesn't have it. Why? Because the throne of man was just placed, Help me church. Yeah. Oh. We say, listen, I want a preacher to sit right here. I want the evangelist to sit right here. And then we go in three hours of worship and say, why hasn't he moved? You didn't put him on the throne, son. you got to create a throne for the king to Hallelujah. sit. On. Create a throne for the king to dwell on. So he takes, he inhabits, he takes up residence, residency, where there's praises. Are you following? Yeah. Yes. Yes. He inhabits the praises of his people. So in the story, we read of Paul and Silas. God came down in this story, and he did what? He inhabited. Mm -hmm. He took up residency there. He inhabited their praises, and the whole jail began to shake. There was an earthquake that began to happen. Every door flew open, and the shackles fell off their feet. Mm -hmm. And you've got to understand, this was not an ordinary earthquake. Because it only affected this group. Hear me, church. When this earthquake came, it only affected the people that were in this prison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, hear me. That's good. This was not an ordinary earthquake. An earthquake wouldn't cause what was holding the prisoners bound to fall off. That's true. Uh, so if, if, if Ansel is bound to this chair and there's an earthquake, he may fall on the floor. Oh. The chair may break. Yeah. He may end up right here, but he's still going to be bound.
1: hmm Hear no, me, church. Good.
0: The it's earthquake good. is not what caused freedom. No, the good. earthquake is not what yeah. set them free. The earthquake had nothing to do with it. God just had to do something. And he decided for it to happen through way of an earthquake. Are you hearing me? An earthquake did not cause this. It would not have caused the shackles and bands to fall off, but they fell off. Someone tell me why. So if the earthquake was not the cause for the bands to fall off, why did they fall off? Think about them. Why did they fall off? The anointing? That's a question. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 10, 27, and we'll answer it. I'm trying to get y'all out of here. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Isaiah 10,
1: 27.
0: This is the least amount of notes I've had. I'm still struggling. Isaiah 10, 27. And it shall come to pass on that day. Somebody shout, today's that day. That his burden shall be taken away off thy shoulder, and his yoke from thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointed. So Paul and Silas and these people in prison were bound by shackles. They were bound... uh, Uh, chains they had a yoke are you following me they had a yoke Paul and Silas did and everybody in this prison had a yoke and when the earthquake came immediately they got loose and they got free why because when they gave praises and hymns, I'm about to shout. When they gave praises and hymns from the prison cell, what did Come they on. do? They got in unity, unity. and a corporate anointing yes. swept yes. through the prison cell yeah. and the cloud showed up. So it was not the earthquake that set them free. It was when the oil of the Lord came into a room. Yeah. Every single yoke had no choice yeah. but to snap. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, help church. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So we see that in a moment like this, that they were in one accord and the byproduct of them being in one accord was not only their freedom, but every single person in the vicinity were free.
1: Hear me, church.
0: Your level of praise and your level of worship and your level of prayer in a setting, just like right in there, could be determined by whose freedom on your road. Paul and Silas gave praises and hymns unto him. And not only their shackles were broke, it would have been great if they walked out and would have been like, hey... I'm free, but what would that have shown to everybody else in the room? That God would be a respecter of person? person. Yeah. But he's no respecter of person. Right. So he says, listen, I'm going to honor everybody yeah. else connected and in proximity to you by mm. your prayer and your worship. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Here we, yes. So this is when we're in a level of worship. Your worship and your prayer could be the very thing yeah. that sets everybody in the proximity around you free. free. Yeah. Understand this principle. Yeah. Understand yeah. this. This is why I get so frustrated when there's prayer and worship going on and I see people like this. I'm like, you don't understand. The person three seats down who's drug addicted, who almost committed suicide last night, is looking at you as a believer of Jesus that professes that he's the son of God and he came to set you free and you're like this. (laughs) Why would I want to worship a king when his Ah, servants are like this?
2: When I can go right
0: out that door and be in a football game and be more more excited than this. Come on, we got to understand this principle. Understand this principle. It was destroyed because of the anointing. Somebody shout anointing. Anointing anointing, 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 anointing. Anointing, anointing, anointing. So Paul and Silas were singing and praying to God corporately. Corporately. It wasn't Paul singing this. And Silas was over here, listen, I'm thinking about what I can do when we just get out of here.
2: Mm-hmm. That's good.
0: Where Silas wasn't singing, singing and Paul was saying, you know what? I've got this to do on Monday when we get out of here. I've got this, this homework that I've got to do. No, no, no. They were singing together in one chord. Yes. Yeah. Singing together in one accord. And then because there was unity, because there was one accord... What's promised when there's unity? A blessing. And through the blessing, what did God do? He sent His oil into a room. And when the oil came into a room, every single thing that was bound broke. Mm. Every single thing that was bound broke. I'm going to end this thing right here. The power of the corporate anointing. I want you to write this down. Power in the corporate anointing. Y'all having fun tonight? (laughs) Yes. Acts 2, verse 1-4. through Acts chapter 2, verses 1
2: through 4. King James Version. <clears throat> and when and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And they appeared unto them Cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And verse four, and they, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. <clears throat> so uh, I'm
0: just going to have one person read this so we can we can get on. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all what? Together mm-hmm. in one accord and in one place. Mm-hmm. So, if one accord just meant a ge- geographical location, why would it have said in one accord and in one place? Mm-hmm. When if mm-hmm. one accord meant one place, then why did it say one accord and one place? Yeah. Are you following? Mm-hmm. And yeah. suddenly, there's that word again, yeah. there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. This is another, uh, when there's life, there should be sound that comes out of life. You hear me? Yeah. So don't profess that you're alive when you're silent. Mm -hmm. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each every one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak (coughs) in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. Acts 1 8. Hallelujah. When you're there, I'll read the rest of the scriptures. We can move on. Are we there? Acts 1 8. But you, somebody shout, that's me. It That's That's me. Me. That's me. doesn't say, but only the prophets, or only this people, or only certain people know. But you, this is a promise to you, your children, your great-grandchildren, your parents, but you will receive power when that which the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And I want to tell you a story. Uh, who in here knows Dr. Lester Summerall? Raise your hand. Uh, Doctor Lester Summerall. So this is a story that I want to share with you. Um, I don't know when this was, but there was a story uh, <clears throat> that was told to me by Pastor Parsley that Dr. Lester Summerall was in Africa doing a crusade, and he's preaching the house down. And uh, he, as he's preaching, he notices a witch doctor coming in, in, in the back, and she's walking towards his way. And uh, for some of you, when I said witch doctor, you immediately said, oh, Lord. But you've got to understand, you've got authority over that baby. That's yes. right. And so yes, yes. when the witch doctor came in, uh, he noticed it, and um, but it did not catch his distraction. Hear me, church. He noticed it, but it did not distract him. And it's walked, this person, I don't know if it was another female, begins to walk towards him. And uh, she she or he comes near the altar. And he looks at this witch, and he, uh, he uh, casts the spirit out. Spirit's gone. Lays hands on this person; they get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Listen, when you are truly anointed and you are a son or daughter of the King, it doesn't take ten hours to take care of this. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Get it done. Lay hands. Get them filled the Holy Ghost, and let's move on. Yes. So, so, uh, so, he lays hands on this witch. Gets cast out. Lays hands on the witch again. Gets filled the Holy Ghost. Now, you do understand with spirits that they leave and find somewhere to go. Yeah. They don't just leave and never come back to try to find. So if there's a spirit in an individual and it's cast out, the first thing that they're going to come is come back to the place that they were cast out of. Now, if they can't find a place to dwell there, they will try to immediately find someone in proximity. Hear me, That's church. Good. So they cast the spirit out T. and... Yes, um, come He's uh, Dr. Lester Summerall is uh, he, he, at the end of the service. He goes back to his room. Oh, this gives me chills. And he's sitting in his room. He's getting ready to go to sleep. And he feels an evil presence in the room. Wow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, he didn't get scared. He didn't get timid. Now, you got to understand, this isn't after he's already preached a crusade in Africa. And if you know these crusades in Africa, these aren't your 30 minutes of worship and 20 minutes of word, and let's get out of here. No, no. Sometimes these things last five, six, seven, some even all day long. Who knows how long this was? Who knows how long, how tired he was? But when you've got the Spirit of God in you, if your flesh is tired, it don't matter. So he he's in this room, and he uh, he feels this evil presence. And um, he sits up in bed, and he says, I recognize you. He says, you are
1: the
0: Spirit. You were. The, this is the spirit of uh, that I Come just on, cast out of the witch doctor earlier today. Come on. <clears throat> oh Jesus! And as soon as he said that, his chair, his bed began to shake, shake, and the curtains on the on both windows swung wide open. And he said, "I recognize you, spirit. I tell you, in the authority and name of Jesus Christ, to get out of this room." The bed starts, stop shaking. The curtains start moving, and it leaves. And you're going, yay! That's awesome. That's not the end of the story. He says, "Spirit, come back in here." Bed starts shaking. Curtains start moving. He said, "When you came in here, my bed was against the wall and my curtains were shut. So you better come back in here, put my bed against the wall and shut the curtains." And guess what happened? The bed went against the wall and the curtains shut. It. Now you gotta understand against. Will not do that. A like, talent will not do that. What will happen is the anointing of the Holy Ghost won't just cast until this thing were to go. But you've got authority not just to cast it out, but to tell it to fix every bit of damage that it caused. This is what happens when there's an oil. This is the authority that you carry. Now, some of us, some of us would have been just okay with casting it out. But no. You have to understand that I I have to prove a point to this thing that not only do I have the authority to tell you where to go, but I've got the authority to tell you to fix every mistake that you caused while you were doing it. And this is the authority that he walked in. And this is the authority that you can walk in. But you've got to understand, I've got to be unified with him in order to walk in this level of oil. Wow. So we see that in Acts 2, we read that they received the Holy Ghost. Yeah. We read this in Acts 2. And then in Acts 1 8, we read that they received power when the Holy Ghost came upon them. Are yeah. you following me? Yeah. Power. Somebody shout power. power. And you must understand that all of this happened corporately. Yes. Help me, church. All of this happened corporately. It wasn't. When the Holy Ghost came into a room, it fell on Brandon and then didn't fall on anybody else until wow. it got to Ansel. When it fell corporately, everybody yeah. got filled yes. with the Holy Ghost and yeah. power. Yes. It fell corporately. The Holy Ghost fell corporately. So there. So not only is there a divine power present when the corporate anointing shows up, but there's also a power for you to receive when it shows up. Mm. Follow me. Mm-hmm. There isn't just a power to heal. There isn't just a power to deliver. There isn't just a power to restore. There isn't just a power to free and a power to save. There is also a power to be released for you to heal, for you to deliver, for you to save. Are you following me? So this isn't just a power for you to experience. This isn't a power for you to walk in. Are you hearing me? Yes. Yes.
2: Hallelujah.
0: I want to show you another story. Um, those of you that know Kenneth Hagin, do we know Kenneth Hagin? Raise your hand. Yeah, yeah. And I purposely picked these mighty men of God because you've got to understand that no anointing ever leaves the earth. Come yes. on. Come yes. on. So if these yeah. men and great men and women have left and in entered the, the eternal ward, yes. their mantles are hovering yes, in the earth waiting for somebody yes, bold and yes, brave enough yes. to yes. say, that is mine. Yeah.
2: Yes, sir. Wow. And so mm-hmm. these
0: people may have, may are in their eternal ward right now. But their anointings are waiting for someone to grab this thing. Yes. 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 So you've got to understand Understand this. Kenneth Hagin, do we know who he is? Yes. yes. Now, I read this story today, so I'm going to have to be looking at my notes because I don't want to get anything wrong. <clears throat> so there's a story. Kenneth Hagin was uh, preaching another crusade in Africa. Maybe you're saying, well, why, why do all these things happen in Africa? Because in Africa, all they got is God. Mm. Are you That's hearing? Right. They, If they want food on their plate the next day, they've got one person to get it from, God. Yeah. If they want water to take a bath in tomorrow, they get it from one place, God. So you, this is why all these things happen because what? They're in unity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In America, we've got so much handed to us we don't have to rely on God. Wow, help yeah. me, church. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Hagen, So there's a story that he's preaching, and as he's preaching, this wind came through the room as he's preaching, or this crusade. This, this I don't know if he was in a building or whatever, but <clears throat> this this rushing wind came through this this room. And in the story, Kenneth Hagin, while he's sharing this, he's saying that it wasn't a wind that you could just feel. You could hear this wind. You could hear it sweep through this room. And as he's in the middle of preaching, he doesn't even have an altar call. He doesn't even have this, this or that. This wind sweeps through, and the next thing he looks as thousands are walking to the altar. Some are walking, some are running. And as this is happening, um, people, they're not even getting to the altar, and they're falling on their face, weeping before the Lord. Asking God to forgive them, repenting of sin. Some of them were getting baptized in the Holy Ghost on the way to the altar. Some of them are getting healed. <clears throat> but there was this one woman in the back that he recognized. And this, this woman, he, he says in, the, in this story that when he got up to preach, he recognized her. It was on his right side, and she was in a stretcher. And some of us make excuses to come to church. Mm-hmm. She yeah. was in a stretcher. Yeah. In a stretcher. That's good. Yeah. But yet if we were up late, we won't come to yeah. church. She was on a stretcher in church. Are you following me? Yes, sir. So She's on this stretcher, and as all these people are, are coming, coming to the altar, he looks back, and there's nobody on this stretcher. And he's like, okay, what in the world? So let me give you a on this on this woman that was in this stretcher. She was uh, in her late 20s, and she was diagnosed with this, uh, with I don't remember if it was a disease or whatever it was, but she was diagnosed with this sickness, and the doctors told them She had six months to live. And at the time of this crusade was in her fourth month. So she only had two months to live. And so she's she's basically at this crusade for, God, if you're real, I need you now. Because I've got two months, as the doctor would say, to live this thing out. I've got two months. And, And this woman was operated on six times. And the doctors said at this point that there was no use in operating on her anymore because it could not be fixed. The issue could not be healed. Kenneth Hagen refers that when he looked at her from a distance on the stretcher, it looked like the best description of death that you could describe. Like when he's when in this in this the book that I was reading, he says it looked like death warmed over. Mm -hmm. Like she was she was basically dead. Mm -hmm. And so he looks back and as he's preaching, she's not on the stretcher. And so he's looking around like okay, what's going on? The next thing he knows, she is running down the aisle. (laughs) Nah. <laughs> Zigzagging through the rows mm. to the altar, and he begins to ask people after service what happened. And when that wind blew through, she immediately woke up, leaped out of the stretcher, and wow. took off running. Wow. wow! Now you're saying, how do I get that wind in the room?
2: Mm.
0: How do I get that cloud in the room? Yes, the corporate
1: anointing. Mm-hmm. How do I get the corporate anointing? Unity, yeah. yeah.